I think that's it. I think we're good. We just go. Awesome. Go on, Jono. Do you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. You've got to do it. <laughs> you have I've to do, do it. it. What? And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. You almost forgot, Joe. I, I forgot. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been, it's been a hot minute. Where am I? Who am I again? Yep. <laughs> it's me. Yes. It has been a while. I, you know what I was thinking? Because we haven't talked in, in depth, like even just generally between the three of us, um, I thought we might make this a bit of a catch up on all the stuff we've been trying to play because you know life gets in the way and, oh, yeah. and maybe maybe just maybe we might even talk about some of our favorite games from last year because in the past we've done a you know uh the best of 2020 whatever um so yeah let's see if we can maybe chuck that in it's funny we, though yeah yeah i was gonna say for for a year to miss a game of the year podcast i think 2022 was the year to miss a game of the year podcast, I don't know. We want yeah. to start right there. Yeah, I, I don't. What came out? <laughs> what I, I, don't I play? Of what I really played. There, yeah, there's no question that it, like, well, Elden Ring was like a revolution at the uh, a revelation, so revolution, revelation at the beginning of the year was unbelievable. And then from there, I don't know, guys. Like, God of War was pretty good. See, I, I didn't play uh, either of those. So. I, I don't. I don't. I remember. I played Elden Ring. I don't really remember what else I played. I mean, you'd, I'd have <laughs> to go. I'd have to go through my list and see. It was all. Um, like, I, I didn't really buy anything. So I bought Elden Ring because it wasn't on yep. Game Pass. And the only other thing yep. I bought recently was that that Hogwarts game. So in between that, I haven't ever. I haven't purchased anything. Um, everything else has been strictly off off Game Pass. I think, um, mm. unless I. Oh, oh, and that uh, what was that? The name of that game that um, the Quarry, which is like the same as like you know uh, the Dark Pictures games. It's like the Quarry is basically one of those you pass the control to somebody and they play as a person for a bit. It's like a movie. You ever played one of those before? Okay, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I played that, and and that's that's basically it in terms of like stuff that I actually paid paid money for. Um, so whatever I did in twenty twenty two was mainly Game Pass <laughs> orientated. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Game Pass definitely dominated my um, my game playing habits for sure. Besides, you know, retro stuff that I like to pick up from time to time. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. The last, there was a bit of a follow-on from like COVID times. I'm assuming with like all these releases, things being delayed. We were promised a few things that have been delayed to this year um, that have come out already. Um, but I, I think Elden Ring was like for me the absolute standout. Not even I didn't finish it. Did you finish it, Jace? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I did. Um, it's all I played for the longest time, and mm. I mean, I guess it's not, probably not much to to really talk about. It's you know, it's the game of the year for pretty much every every major sort yes. of news site. Um, yeah. so there's not there's not really a whole lot more to go into, but it was, um, it was a very ambitious game, and uh, the FromSoft haven't really made anything open worldly before. It's it's always a bit of a risk when. Uh, a new or not a new company but a company goes in and decides to do something open worldy and there was a period of time there where everything was almost open world right or had open world elements once ubisoft got yep. a taste for the open world it was it was game on right that was it it's game we're going to do it for everything um but i mean arguably even like games like you know forza and stuff are open world right so yeah um uh, yeah no it's just i'm just i think i think the best thing about about elden ring is the fact that a lot of the game is hidden away um and you may never ever see it and that's 
you know, for for the most part, people look at games and go, how many hours are we going to get out of it? They 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 assume that, you know, if a game is open world, it's going to be 100 hours long. And, and that's, again, Ubisoft's uh, mantra, right? You know, we'll cram as much. And I, I think you, what did you play, uh, Jono? Was it Assassin's Creed Odyssey or something stupid? Like 100 hours or something like that? I, I've, I've put very little time into that game because it is so stupidly big. I, I literally yeah. got overwhelmed by it. I looked at it and went, where, where am I meant to start? And then I started playing Origins in the last three or four months. Sure. And um, and it was much more streamlined and it was like, oh, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. I do like an open world game, but they're, oh, this is too much. Yeah, there <laughs> I is. totally yeah. agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, um, all, all I, was I do have say a game about, to chuck in though. Go, go for it. Oh, but you, now you go, you go. All I was going to say about Elden Ring is that again, you can blitz through that game at, at a lightning pace. You can get through it in, I think it's something like stupid, like a, a couple of hours um, oh, really? for, for a game that's huge. Wow. You can if you really want to, because again, so much of the game is just sort of uh, optional. <laughs> and um, yeah. and I thought that that was, I don't know if brave is the right word, um, but it's it's just, brave is definitely not the right word, but it's, it's just... Um, <laughs> I guess I don't I don't know what to say about it. They they could have just made it so that you have to follow this set path and you know and you have to do all of these things to finish it. Um and I just kept running into secret after secret after secret. Yeah. Um it was very obvious that this wasn't part of the main storyline. There's not some guy going, you should go and check that out over there. You just sort of wander and find things. Uh, and, and that's what I really enjoyed about it. And it, it was very reminiscent of of um Breath of the Wild, which was, you know, another awesome game. So uh yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Jonah? I was just going to remind you of some of the releases from last year and one or two of my favorites from that, that mix. So yeah, God of War was definitely uh, from last year. Splunky 2 yeah. at the start of last year. Hmm. Um, you know what? It did not grab me like Splunky 1 did. And I don't know no. why. It's hard. I, I couldn't tell you. It, <laughs> yeah. it was bloody. Yeah. Yes, it was. We tried to play um, co-op at the beginning when it first came out and we had to do all these like... We- because it wasn't, I think it was only couch co-op initially. I don't I think, think it so, even yeah. had online. Yeah. Trying to figure out some workarounds. And we got workarounds going and it was like, the the fun of getting it to work was more than the fun of the game in the end. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. it just lost the magic from the first one, I agree. Yeah. Um, I've got to admit, I had some fun playing Rainbow Six Extraction with you guys. That was good. At the start of last year. That was a lot of fun. Um, that was also, the start of last year. That was the start of last year. <laughs> that was January last year as its release. We probably wow. played it like a month or two later because it hit Game Pass. And yeah. Then, yeah. And I don't think it took long for it to hit Game Pass. Jeez. Um, yeah. I'm um, just looking through a list from last year's releases. There was something else that's. Oh, I've uh, got a huge out. one, Jono, that, that we, you and I just uh, enjoyed. Uh, Marvel Snap was last year. That's, that's Very cool. Lot, that was, that's, that's been my kind of game every day game just i get a little minute to play something and yeah Yeah. yep still still playing it i've still it's experimenting with different decks i've got this destroy deck i'm doing at the moment which you know you you seem like you're losing until the very last go and it's it's just it's such a fun game in that regard and you know that the difficulty against other players like sometimes i lose and i'm just so happy to have lost this in such a creative way it's it's very different to hearthstone where it was like you'd lose because someone would have much better cards than you in this, you get outthought. It's like chess. It's like, yep, respect, like mad props. Yeah. And then you need to yeah, do the totally. little, the little fist bump emoji. If someone does yeah. any other emoji, stuff them. I don't want to. I don't want to know you. But a fist bump emoji, we're we're we're, we're cool. <laughs> nah. The only time I get fist bumps from people who just kick my ass, so then I get my fist bump back. Uh, um, Nintendo Switch Sports was last year. Yeah, in April. that was okay. fun. Yep. 
yeah, I I loved it initially, and I haven't touched it since. That was, a fun was really one sad. With the kids and, and my wife, like we had fun playing that as a family, and still comes out occasionally when the kids have friends over. Um, that yep. and um, Just Dance. We bought the latest Just Dance on Switch. Much better on Switch, where you can actually use Joy Cons rather than having to hold a phone in your hand. Which is yes. what we had. We did with with their friends. Um, another another year. I don't remember which year version it was. But um, yeah, glad I got it on Switch. Although funny, we bought a physical version. Comes with a box. That's it. Just an empty box. <laughs> oh really? Uh... Yeah, you just use the code. That was um, yeah, that was my dad moment. I didn't I didn't pay attention when I bought it. But anyway, that was that was cool. Uh, ultimate favorite of mine from last year. One of one of the. In fact, see, the more I look at the list, the more I realize I had a few games last year that I absolutely loved, but they were by no means what you could classify a triple A game. Sure. Um, was unpacking. Yeah, man. That last year, wow. Played yeah. played a lot of that. Yeah, that was huge. That was a beautiful um, game. It was very beautiful game and uh, mini motorways was last year on switch um which is another fun one um oh a small shout out to the top gun maverick dlc for microsoft flight simulator Mm. that was that was we can talk about movies of the year later i'm gonna hold on i'm gonna stop you there so i just watched top gun for the first time the original top gun for the very first time and it ended two minutes before we started this podcast so i'd like to read out the following things that i wrote down to you um, the 90s sound mixing in general, 90s sound mixing, audio mixing is incredible. Con Air, yeah. The Rock, all those movies, something happened after the 90s and everyone is whisper quiet and everything is incredibly loud. Yes. Top Gun, as in the original Top Gun, sounds phenomenal. It is an incredible sound of film. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, they say yeah. butts too many times, including one line that says, I want some butts, which is a weird thing to hear. Um, I don't remember that line at all. Everybody is sweating profusely in the movie. Every oh, single yeah. character sweats constantly. It was before Botox. You, now all their pores are just sealed. They can't sweat. And volleyball is very, a very sweaty game too. That was just building up. No, no, no. But they're just sitting around and they're sweating <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and I have no, So I looked up why this was because it's a thing. Um, and apparently one of the big things is sex appeal. Apparently the ladies like to see a bunch of people sitting around sweating. So um, yeah. that's that's part of it. Okay. Um, Don't need to hide that in the future. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, and what else do we have? Um, uh, Tom Cruise was channeling aliens during the big love scene. He uses way too much tongue. Uh, and <laughs> the uh, last thing was Tim Robbins is in the movie as Merlin. Yes. And he gets no yes. credit. There's no credit for no. him at all. No, thank you, Reddit at all. No. Yeah. He might as well have not existed. Yep. What if it was like one of his first roles? Has uh, to be, yeah. Surely, one of. Can I think Not, I saw him in anything prior to that? Um, have you, so you haven't seen Maverick yet, Chase? Uh, no, you saw Maverick, didn't you? I have seen Maverick. So I saw Maverick oh, cool. first, but I saw it on a plane. <laughs> so I saw it on the way over to LA. Wow. Um, which is not, not a the great, way to watch that movie. Not no. a great way to watch film. It was a fantastic film. I really enjoyed it. Um, but mm, we're, going, we're going straight into Maverick after this. Nice. Maverick so, is good. Yeah. Um, to throw a few more games your way, I forgot one at the top of the list back in January of last year, Cyberpunk, which that was everyone last I year. know that's playing it now. Yeah, I thought it was last year. No, it was, it was a few years ago. No, it was like two or three years ago. What I see on my it's, list was it may not release on something different. It, it's come back Is to it PlayStation that long 5. Lost track? No, it was, so oh, when it came it out, they, they took it off the PlayStation Network, and I believe last year was it came back onto the PlayStation Network because it, they, they, they fix up the bugs. And there's new DLC coming out for that in a bit too. 
with um, what's his name? Edris I I Iba. What the... El- Elba. Ah, uh, yeah. That, the the PS5 yeah. and Xbox Series X and S um apparently were f- February 15th last year. Hmm. I played a bit of later. Cyberpunk last year though. I got my new PC. Um tested a whole bunch of games in the ultra wide and that was the the what probably the best of all of them in that mode. It's very cool. Yeah, nice. Um the two Turtles releases, Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which was an amazing game. Mm. And um, also the Cowabunga Collection, which brought all the previous oh. Turtles titles into one box, which was a bit of fun. I've got that on Switch. Um, I'm going to keep going through the list, but feel free to jump I've in. I've got a different else. list I'll do at the end, if you like, which was, I'm just having a look here, some disappointing games that um, oh, I, I, me. a few that I bought and just played hardly any of. Well, you guys know, like, I, I think when we did our last Game of the Year podcast for, the, for like the last two or three years, my most anticipated game was Bayonetta 3, which finally got released this year. And this is not very good. They they made, yeah. so where, what was awesome about Bayonetta, which I love, was the whole dodge mechanic, which was, you know, very prevalent in um, God of War, the way you block and you know you can counter and things, um, which which so I enjoyed the combat in that. But in Bayonetta three, it's got this thing where you summon these gigantic monsters, and they just kind of lumber around the screen or they jump around the screen. But you're not; it's not the same sort of combat anymore, which is what I loved about Bayonetta. The story is wacky. She's really cool. Um, you can't even tell it's a new voice actor. Well, I couldn't. Um, I don't know what's going on really, but I like that the design of the enemies fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the combat, it, it, which is which is what Bayonetta is all about. Like Bayonetta two would be on my top five games of all time, purely for the combat, and and they really got it wrong with that. It doesn't help that the Joy Cons are microscopic, so I played a lot of it sitting on the edge of the bed with the kids upstairs and whatnot. But um, I was pro so control. <laughs> yeah, I played a bit with the pro controller, but it it didn't did it make a difference. Yeah. Well, it just just because it's, it's it's such a fundamental thing with these giant things that you're controlling. Um, it's just not as tight, and yeah, it was a shame. But I haven't even finished it. Like I've played a bit, quite a bit of it. Um, yeah, but I still haven't finished it. But um, well, yeah. on, on the Bayonetta front, didn't they just announce like an origin story for her um, like a, and yeah. this demo that's live? Have you played the demo? No, it doesn't look like a game for me. It's kind of a story. Okay. Uh, it looks like a nice art style. It's, it's it looks like yeah. very kid friendly, which yep. is weird for Bayonetta. Which is weird for Bayonetta. Um, yeah. yeah, very weird. But weird. Stranger things have happened, right? Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't look like a Joe game. But um, yeah, I, I'll just list through some of these quickly because I've, I've just highlighted yeah, them here. Gotham Knights came out last year. Was it last year? Or was that this year? I'm pretty sure it was last year. That whenever it, it came year. out, that was that was just shocking. I don't know how they got that so wrong. They they. Got rid of. Oh, did you play it? About, yeah, I bought it. I bought it. I was you, really excited. Oh, that's about right. I forgot you bought that. Yeah. Um, it was one of those games. I'm like, I'm on media blackout. I don't want to see any trailers. I don't want to know anything. How can they get this wrong? They've got all these different characters. I don't love the Batman combat. And they took out the, you know, the awesome when you play those Batman games, how he kind of slides around the, st- the, the um, stage when he blocks people. Yep. They took that out yep. and they got to, you got to dodge. You got to roll out of the way. So you can't like combat and then combo back. Like, like, block and then combat you know like continuously and go from next to next yeah. and it just ruined the game and the game just ran terribly as well um so yeah 2022 just there's more overwatch 2 i don't know why they called it overwatch 2 but that was just the same game as overwatch anything, it? yeah oh, yeah it was like overwatch it didn't work for like a week um i tried and to play certain characters son. you couldn't even play 
Well, I, I did. I honestly didn't even give it enough time. I spent more time yeah. waiting to play the game than actually playing the game in the end. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I think that that sort of thing is 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 you know after Destiny two, they just want to kind of follow in that footsteps, and they got that so right there. And this really, it's a lot of the same maps and everything. I was just shocked. Um, but maybe we should talk about something a little bit more positive <laughs> before I go through a few more. Um, oh, I did, I did have another negative. <laughs> okay, Actually, it's, it's it's not so much a negative. It's just uh, it's interesting what a shift it was from what we previously experienced. So um, around the same time as Bayonetta three coming out last year, which was October twenty eighth, Call of Duty Modern Warfare two came out, hmm. and we jumped into Warzone once <laughs> and never again. <laughs> well, you know what was it twenty twenty was it was our game of the year because we couldn't stop playing. Oh, what a what a change! Um, I, yeah, I found that really interesting that, that shifted so dramatically. Yeah, I just forgot about it to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I same. just realised that I didn't. I like I I didn't even recall yeah. that I had it, but I was playing it for a little while there, and then yeah, we had like one game, didn't we? I don't think I've touched it yeah. since. No, I, I think Did I deleted I? it to be honest. It just takes up so much space, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm still sitting there waiting on the off chance that maybe one day we got into it. But to be honest, the, the amount of times I've thought about playing a game and you know sending a message to you guys to see if you're free, um, I've thought of a lot of other games, but part of that. So yeah, I I just want to say um, I I apparently didn't remember last year at all, um, <laughs> and Not hard. Um, like I mean it was like it was a good year for me outside of it. Actually, I don't know if it was a good year. It was a year. <laughs> 2022 was a year. Um, all I will say yes, is that I am so out of touch with anything pop culture related, video games, movies, the like. So yeah. I'm getting all of my news from you. I haven't been looking anything up. I don't know what's coming out. Um, <laughs> every now and then something pops up on Game Pass and I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, but I didn't really know a whole lot about it before it you know, got released. I just haven't been up to date. So anyway, um, yeah, please let me know. I need to know what's going on for 2023. <laughs> Cool. Well, um, speaking of like stealth releases on Game Pass, oh, yeah, then can yeah. I jump into jump a in. game I finished la- two nights ago, um, Hi-Fi Rush, which like, was released. That. It was released when it was announced as part of a Xbox stream. I don't know what they call them direct. That's direct to Nintendo Xbox thing. Um, yeah. and yeah. it looked really cool. Looks like a cartoon, and like the the cutscenes look like the gameplay, and it's a it's a cool game and. I, I, did you give it a try, Jason? Jono? Either of you play this? I did. Um, I did. My only problem is it didn't click. Like I feel like I was button mashing, and it okay. and it let me do that. Like it, it let does. me button yeah. mash, and I was yeah. fine. And everybody kept saying that it it will click eventually, and then you'll just get sucked into it. And visually, it's very impressive. Everything about it was very impressive. But I I'm not good at the game. Like no. it let me, it let me keep going. It let me progress, but I never felt like I was like mastering it, like it was a dance or something. So um, I, I haven't continued with it yet, but I will. I was, I was exactly the same, and also I got really frustrated with it because it felt like, how long is the tutorial part of this game going to last? Because are you going to hold my hand, or are you just going to let me blow things up, beat things up? Like, and it, it got to a point where I think I've been sitting there with it for an hour. And it still felt like I was in tutorial mode. And it's like, all right, now I've had nothing done. That's funny. I, I, yeah. I, one of the things I liked about it, well, I, I felt was it just kind of let me play from the very beginning. And I, I kind of agree with what you're both saying in a way that 
it didn't matter that I wasn't doing well at that first. Like I was getting pretty okay rankings. Um, but as the game went on and the music changed and I got more of an idea because it's a music rhythm um, platformer action game, which is a very odd <laughs> sentence to say out loud. Um, but it, it, the way it's presented with like the whole world um, moves to the beat of the music. Um, the enemies come to the beat of the music. Your attacks, you can have at the bottom of your screen, like a metronome sort of thing where you can see when I, you're supposed I turned to that on, but I still didn't, it didn't quite click for yeah, me. I, like, I, yeah. I, I think yeah, my the, timing's horrible. The main thing is like, you just get the beat of the music as you're going. And he, he like taps his feet and clicks his hands to the beat of the music mm. when you pause him for half a second, like, like a Sonic style. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love, you guys know, I love like rhythm games. I love music games. A Metal Hell singer came out last yeah. year. I didn't yeah. finish that, but I enjoyed what I played, particularly with headphones. That was a great headphone game. Um, not that I get to do that very often, but um, <laughs> no, I thought Hi-Fi Rush, just it was, the pre presentation was awesome. The character's great, um, but I, I really enjoyed the combat. And as the game goes on, you start getting, like you can summon a character in for, for an attack and, that you if you time it just right does these really cool animations that you can you have to purchase your combos and things but the game is very forgiving in the way that it allows you to feel like you're doing well but the better you do in terms of fighting to the rhythm like and you, and you time it perfectly the more like stronger your attacks are and as the game goes on you can do like finishing moves um, and then like power moves as well. And if you hit the finishing move right on the beat, like it just wipes the enemies out. And um, it's a really nice game too. Like the character, the main character Chai is, you know, he's a bit of a goof. He's, he's really cool, but he's got a really nice heart. And and that's kind of like the big thing about the, the people that he's with. Like they're very competent and, and very skilled and all, all that. And he is too, but he's like the heart of the team and as the story yeah. goes on like there were a few moments where i'm like this is exactly what i'm after in you know my kind of entertainment just nice people friendly kind of you know very predictable in the way that it kind of moved in a lot of ways um, even the twists were you know were welcome predictable twists but um, yeah. it was a short game too um it's a game that i could pick up and play for a little bit um and and, and didn't matter i progressed to get to a little it, it auto saved nicely but um, very much a Joe game, it, 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 but I, yes. I can I can see your you know I, I get what you're both are saying. It's very diplomatic of you, <laughs> but man, it looks they should make it into a cartoon. Like we thought Cuphead, you know, and it is Cuphead has become a cartoon, and the cartoon yeah. is great. I watch it with my kids. Um, they could make this into a cartoon as well, and don't have to change any of the art style. It looks beautiful. The the intro to the game was really solid. I watched it twice actually. I played through yeah. it once, and then I made Jen watch it because it was just really well put together. Um, yeah. And the the music choices in it especially were, were really good. So yeah. I, I haven't um, pressed screenshots so many times in a game um, since playing Uncharted. I reckon like yeah. I was just like and because it had like in cutscenes, it'll do these really cool like pause moments and yeah. it's like they knew they knew how cool these pause moments were like someone's getting punched in the face or a guitar you know he's posing with the cat floating in the air very weird game um but yeah I, I took so many screenshots so if you want to see the game just go through my screenshots on the Xbox. <laughs> i love it yeah. um did both of you see that nintendo direct that was um i don't know a couple of weeks ago at least and it, it was it was good because there was a lot of announcements in there like for things that i'd been waiting on like um, one of my all-time favorites, which got pushed back, which was Advanced Wars 2 is fine again, a one and two. It's getting that Switch release um, next month, I think it is now, which is really oh, cool. cool. Can't wait for that. 
Um, and of course, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, the next, uh, the sequel to Breath of the Wild is uh, what May, I think it is, they're finally yeah, yeah, down to, and that's looking pretty nice. I should actually get around to finishing Breath of the Wild. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, a couple of things hit that made me very happy around that time. And so, okay, the first one was Goldeneye. Goldeneye hit, Goldeneye, the, the classic N64 game, hit the Switch and the Xbox same day. And at first I was like, oh, God. I don't know if I can play this anymore. The switch controls were just horrid. It was like, yeah. I felt like I was playing with one hand tied behind my back. And then I tried on the Xbox and it was just classic. Yeah. Um, what we consider now classic console controls for a shooter. And I played it and then stopped and then I went back to it and played through a big chunk of it. And I stopped trying to go back to it. I even watched Goldeneye on streaming. Cause I just thought. Brilliant you know, movie. I, yeah, it was great. In fact, it actually helped me through the first level of the game because I kept going into the room where 006 was, not realizing it was 006 and shooting him. And I couldn't figure out why I kept failing the mission. And because it didn't tell you that you'd failed the mission by killing him, it only oh, right. failed you when you went to leave the room. Because I'm trying to find him. I don't know where he is. And this is one lone guard that I keep killing in this room that just doesn't spot me. I thought, this is great. I can sneak up on him and get him. No, it was him. That's why he wasn't shooting me. Um, so the, the movie helped me. Because <laughs> I watched the movie, I went, "Oh, it's him! It's him! Oh my god!" <laughs> Help me through the game. Um, so is, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. It's good. It's really funny how different game design was back then, though. Oh, so when so it came different. out, I told I told my kids, "I'm like, this was Daddy's game when he was young. Like, I I finished this on the hardest difficulty." And they're like, "You know, my son's like, oh, you reckon you could still do it, Dad?" And I go, "I reckon I can still do it." So I put the first stage on. On 007 difficulty, I think that's what it's called. I, I did, I did it. No, I did it. I got, I nice. finished the stage. I jump off the bridge. Then it goes mission fail, stage failed. And I'm like, what do you mean? I had to look at the dossier at the beginning to figure out what you're supposed to do. But those first I, two I missions are so it. hard. They're so I hard to figure it. out. I just what killed everybody. I, yeah. I, you know, was going. I'm going. Oh, if we look a lot when you get to the the dam at the end, I'm like, ah, oh, we used to. My brother and I used to like talk about what's on the other side can we get there we tried all these things like it was you know different times um, we didn't have the internet just to tell you no you can't do that um but man like not knowing that you had to do all that like finishing a stage hack, hack that computer which was like yes. some weird screen hidden in a corner that didn't look like it was it would just look like part of the environment and and shoot all those alarms like, which again yeah. just look like part of the environment and you didn't yep. think much of them yeah i'm like what alarms what are we what are we talking yeah. about um but it, but it was like it was it was it was a nice feeling still finishing on the first go through you look confused <laughs> so i i have a weird confession i don't know why this is a problem uh like i obviously grew up not watching certain popular things like Star Wars and Indiana Jones and stuff like that. Top Gun. Top top Gun. (laughs) I I freely admit that. I don't know what kind of horrible childhood I had, but I I didn't see all these movies, right? Um, It's it's unfortunately, yeah, it it might be too late for me. Um, But something weird happened with with GoldenEye, which was that I, everybody's played it. And I, when you're talking among like friend circles and especially with people who aren't really massively, massively into games, but they're just like, oh, Mario Kart and GoldenEye were the two yeah. like staples, right? And this is a Nintendo 64, which I never had. Um, I knew no, every, I, I knew a lot of people who had a Nintendo yeah. 64. You always knew somebody who had one. It's like knowing somebody has a pool, but like it's, <laughs> um, it, it was just, I never played it, but I, people talk about it and then I just go along with it. Like I've played it. I've never played it. 
<laughs> um, now, I, when I say I never played it, I did play it once. I played it at a Civic Video when they had those little Nintendo 64, the two controllers. They sometimes had them at like EB the games kiosk. and stuff. We yeah, had the kiosk. Toys Thank you. Back Thank when I was you. there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I moved around, but the thing that I, and I'm sure that somebody is, many people are probably going to scream at me, but the Nintendo 64 controller is dumb. It's a yeah, dumb it, controller. It, it was totally dumb controller. Yeah, you had to learn how to, like, you, I, I you couldn't know. play it anymore. Like you wouldn't. It's, it's had like a nub or something. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's it a little bit of a back thing to look around. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, or a button the, to the, look around. The day GoldenEye came out, um, Nintendo of Australia put out multiple emails saying we've got new stock of the N64 controller for Switch coming today. It was sold out within like two minutes of it hitting the store. Apparently, one of my one of my mates at work was actually trying to get his hands on one. Had no luck, and I'm just thinking. I'm playing Goldeneye on my Xbox. It's a much yeah, nicer experience. You don't want to play it like that anymore. No. Like, I don't it's, know how I did it. But it's crazy, it. though, right? Because this game has such a cult following. And yeah. I, can't, I cannot think of a single game where people actually want to get a controller just to play this. Well, I can, right? Driving games and stuff like that. Yeah. But this is quite a niche thing, right? You're effectively handicapping yourself. The thing is, all of the Goldeneye players have this muscle memory down pat. You yeah. stupid, stupid controller. Um, and uh, so I've never played it. And so what, like, it, it's just, it's not just a multiplayer game and it's a single player game too. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'd love to play the multiplayer with, with you guys again. I think that could actually be a bit of fun. See, um, I know enough about it, Jono, to know that I could just be like, I could join a conversation of Goldeneye players and go, oh yeah, yeah odd, odd job, right? No and odd like, jobs, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you're supposed to say, Jason. No, no odd yeah. jobs. Oh, apparently and I don't know. And Golden Gun game, all the way. Yep. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's about the extent Facility that I know that I... Facility only and things like that, yeah. It was a great look, game. Look, I got me a job at EB Games, actually. That was what ah. the manager and I connected over in my interview. So it, it you know, it did a lot for me. But, ah, oh, brilliant game. Look, it's, a class, it's a classic 90s first-person shooter. Mm. Does it hold up? Play, oh, once you get past how, how average the graphics are now, like it held up for its day, it, uh, it looks... Yeah. I would go so far to say that it was the first best console FPS. Like it was oh, totally. the, the, the the console FPS that like showed that this can actually work. Even though totally agree, Jace, like I don't know how I played it back in those days. Oh, totally. Where you could move and look around and with, with And it wasn't until Halo thing. redefined it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But 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 there were yeah. other things in between then to be fair. But I think Goldeneye really showed that it can work and the multiplayer was just brilliant. Yeah as well like we we literally did the cardboard thing or the paper thing on the tv so you oh, really see each other yeah like like that's how oh, we, no. we my brother and my cousins and i we played this game to death and it was like you know a lot of fifa in our in our growing up time yeah. and they were always better than me at fifa but goldeneye i could hold my own um so it was good so showing my age for my 21st i had my mates bring around some of their consoles we set up in the garage with some TVs. I set, I set up some of my consoles. We played things like Micro Machines yeah. and uh, Goldeneye was definitely in there. So, like, that's that's my memories of, like, that was around the time for right. me. Um, but speaking of something, Jace, and you both just mentioned a second ago, you know, controllers that, that sort of hamstrung you a bit leads to the next game that I got myself uh, that was announced from that Nintendo Direct that I didn't think I'd be able to afford, but then I found it a little cheaper and stretched my budget just a tiny bit, and that was um, Metroid Prime Remastered. Mm. So Big W had it for 49 bucks. Wow. And so I jumped on it because, like, I want to play that again. I still have all the Metroid Primes, and Metroid has easily over the years become one of my favorite um, franchises. 
And so I wanted to play it again. And oh god, it's so much nicer on a modern controller. Um, yeah. Playing it on yeah on Switch, even handheld or on the TV, it just looks pretty. It plays smoothly because you're not one thumbstick and one half Newton thumbstick that the GameCube had. You know, remember that little orange thing in the corner that was the other kind of thumbstick? Yeah, no, this is so much nicer on a traditional controller. Um, totally worth it. If you've never played Metroid Prime and you like a little bit of exploration between your shooting, it's definitely worth a play um, because yeah. they've taken the classic game and they've just, they haven't changed the formula in any way. They've remastered all the graphics and it just plays beautifully. And it actually has made me realize how well they translated a 2D um, adventure sort of, you know, Metroidvania game into 3D because it plays so much better now that I've got a control scheme that works even better with it. And I hear it's quite short. That, that, that like appeals to me. I've, I've played so many games lately that I've just given up on because they're just too long. But I hear that's the campaign's like eight hours or something, six hours. Is that right, or am I off? Yeah, possibly. I, I've I've not even looked into. It. I'm just sort of playing I, it, enjoying I, I it. I've never played any of them, so I, I'm I'm keen to give it a go. De- definitely, I think if you enjoyed Metroid Dread, um, this just change changes the point of view, but still gives you that same sort of feel with a bit more exploration. So yeah, it's cool. really good. 13 hours, it says, on how long to beat. Maybe a bit too yeah. long. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, if you did in a couple of chunks here and there, I don't think yeah. it's one of those games you do have to get to a save point yep. to be able to save, but then okay. Metroid Dread was the same. So, like, yeah, if you enjoyed Metroid Dread, I think this would be a nice um, similar esque game, but with a different take. Hmm. There, there was something I wanted to bring up. So, when, when I was a kid, um, I would have one video game and I would play that video game to death. Yep. And I think I know what the answer to this is already, but I just think it's an interesting conversation. Um, I haven't really felt particularly connected to a game, but I couldn't even tell you how long it's been like I more than a decade where it's yeah. just where I'm really enthralled by it. It consumes my life. Like, yes, I sat down, I played Elden Ring and I loved it, but it didn't give me, we'll call them the fuzzies it didn't give me the fuzzies uh, and i mm. haven't had that for a long time and you know I, I like i would sit down i'd have i'd have strategy guides and i think yep. that i think i know what the answer is the problem is probably the internet but like <laughs> um I, I you know i used to go in to to the local movie store that had a computer set up and i used to print out stuff from game faqs and have this like little binder of information so i would i would be i would have obsessed over these titles probably um oh, I'd love <laughs> it, to see it, it. It, it would have been it would have been just loaded with with just a whole bunch of random stuff from from like the ps1 era uh, of i would love to see it it'd be like um, a snapshot into your brain absolutely it'd be it's, so it's gotta, cool it's got to be somewhere right um but i i guess i don't know what I'm, i want that again i want to find yeah. like a game yeah. and i think it's kind of the netflix effect right like you're spoiled for choice yeah so many video games all the time uh, you know there's so many games that are so similar to one another and, and back then i used to have to fork over arguably probably the same amount of money actually the mm. games haven't really gone up that much in price uh you, you'd pay about 80 or 90 dollars and and you yeah. know and then that was your game because you know, you're a kid, and you, or, or you know, or and you wanted to get your money's worth out, out of there. it. You wanted to get your money's worth out of it, so you found yeah. a way to do it. And I don't know how to capture that again. Um, I don't know if I have the time to do it either. But I, I just feel yeah. like I have to find this one title and just shut myself off from everything else. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I hear you completely. I love that. Yeah. I love that feeling. Like God of War Ragnarok, it was too long. Like the game just went on and on and on, and there was parts of the game which were 
beautiful and they they really put they put work into every little second of this game but it just i think a lot of it was unnecessary but i loved my playthrough of that like besides parts yeah. where i just wanted it at the end um <laughs> but it, like i wanted to play it like i'd think about it when i had time to you know 10 minutes to play something i'd put it on and just play for 10 minutes i find the playstation side of things like i would say the last of us 2 was probably the last big game that i was like i've got to i just want to do nothing else i don't want to watch tv i just want to play this game but there's been so many games that have like and things that i've looked forward to like i thought bayonetta 3 would be it like i i, I thought that's it i'm gonna play this i'll finish this in a week I, I somehow will find the time i'll stay up late and i agree jace like that longing for that like there's a few games coming out this year um that look pretty good and hopefully something there captures us but um so the last memory I have of, of that feeling yeah, is much more recent than I realized. And um, there might have been something else in between. Oh, I know what the answer is. Subnautica. It's Subnautica. It's Subnautica. That it is. That's the last life. time I had it too. No. Yeah. So here's the thing. And I just, I think I figured out what it is. For Subnautica, I never looked anything up. Me and too. I, yeah. And I don't know why I just didn't want to, but I am so yeah. tempted all the time. Like if I get stuck in something, I'm like, I don't have time to figure this out quickly yeah. go on and i don't did you look stuff up joe like if you can't solve a puzzle in god of war or something would you look no, it up online you don't see need i do that game they tell okay. you what to do like atreus will say oh what about that switch over there dad and it's like okay i guess that's what i do <laughs> yeah i think but that's it was actually, cool. i think that's the problem though i think the problem is that i i look stuff up and i like if it's not really obviously apparent, I'll, I'll just quickly get that little hint so I can progress with the story. Mm. Um, and there was something about the nature of the way Subnautica was that I didn't do that. And I did get that feeling that I was after. I just mm. forgot about it. Um, all those other, th that, that, I do get that feeling as well, but it's only ever come from like multiplayer things. Like I, I had it with you guys with Warzone. Yeah. I had it more recently when I played Grounded. Uh, Jen and I played The Last of Us 2 together and did a controller passing thing. They're nice mm. memories and nice moments, mm. but just purely for jason to 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 focus on this one thing and it just to be man subnautica I, I remember i would wake up at like four in the morning or something and yeah. i just straight back into it again um and I was, I was playing you were probably starting it as i was about to go to bed because i've been playing throughout the night probably yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think i think the, my, i'm the problem there though i just need to resist the urge to go to the internet to be able to and and the same thing like i i look stuff up like you know what's the most optimal path what are the best builds mm. what what items have i missed i don't want to miss anything mm. and it's just like i need to stop doing that and maybe just play the game and not look anything up it sounds like I, joe does that already though yeah and i think for me as well what i am enjoy what i enjoy most about games and it's i say it all the time like i love a good story in a game um yeah. as much as the combat and, and the gameplay is important too like I played that Horizon Forbidden West. I really enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. I know you didn't, Jace. Um, yeah. we, we differed there. And I was playing the new one, and I'm just like, uh, I got to a point where I, I thought I was enjoying it. And then just one day, out of the, I, I just was like, I've done all this before. I've played this game. Like, this feels like what I've yeah. already played. And I just, a few hours into it, I just deleted it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm like yeah. now. I'm just ruthless. I'm like, no, don't like you. Done. Go away forever. Um I, I don't know. It's it's funny, and I was close with God of War. To be honest, there was a there was a time where like a moment in the game where it was a cool twist, but they'd done that twist already in the game. I won't despoil it in terms of how the gameplay works, but I was like, I just want the story to go on. I I 
I don't have time. <laughs> if I'm spending my time doing this, I played it over Christmas holiday, so I had the time, I guess. But if, yeah. it was, if it was a game I was playing like right now when I'm at work and I've got, you know, life and everything in between, as we say, um, I, I reckon I would have given up on that as well. Um, mm. Whereas Elden Ring, it just, it just hit the right way. I don't know. Like I remember one night playing Elden Ring and I came across this cat thing that, that was just like a statue that didn't yeah. move. Like, like the animations in this game yeah. are beautiful. And this was just a cat that was just still and it just slid around the room and yeah. i loved it i was like this game is bonkers <laughs> i don't know i i think jace having uh, watching trailers and you know reading all about like elder ring that's not the way to enjoy that game like jono i know you don't really know anything about it i still think you'd love it just just if you've got the time but some games like they're just you know too samey there's so many samey games give me science fiction science yeah. fiction and then if it's an open world give me a helicopter you just yeah. said you just said science fiction and open world. Are you pumped for Starfield, or do you not care about that at all? I just don't care. <laughs> it just looks samey, doesn't it? Doesn't it look samey? Doesn't it look like a game you've played before? It looks yeah. Yeah, well, it looks like No Man's Sky to me, but yes. yeah, um, and, or, and or Fallout Skyrim in space. Yeah. Fallout yeah, in space. Skyrim in space. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I want something positive. There's a lot of games out there. It's like, you know, the world is broken. The universe is. Is um is you know we live in a hell a hellscape and it's <laughs> nothing's nice. I just, I want to be a positive over. hero that's going to kick some ass. <laughs> High five rush. There you go. Solve your solve your dilemma. <laughs> I, I I wanted to, but I kind of you know. No, no, no. I, I was left with like okay, so his arms in a in a sling, and his solution is to have it chopped off and replaced with a robot arm. Now, look, I like a robot arm as much as the next guy, but I'm Chase not giving all. up my arm for it. Would have been like, better. <laughs> Yeah, you know, big cannon might have been nicer too. Instead, he creates a Mega um, Man. A, yeah, he, he, he creates a guitar out of um, metallic things. It's yeah. like I I thought it was really stylish, and I I thought yeah. it was it was cute. It wasn't quite what I was looking for, and and of course the the never ending tutorial gave me the crap. It's just like just. If I have to kill these robots again to get through this wall, I'm going to get very angry. You're killing a lot of robots in that game, John. I said, no. I like killing robots, but it was just, it felt like it was, it was, wait a second, we've got to explain some more story before you can continue killing. No, but I was in the middle of killing. Just let me do it. (laughs) No killing for you. And why does it have to be the rhythm? I suck at rhythm games. That's my fault. I think um, I think the answer might lie in indie games, truth be told, and it has more and more lately. I love indie games at the moment. Indie games, sometimes you blur in the lines there because there are some indie games there that are absolutely in that whatever AAA is. If Ubisoft is AAA, I yeah. don't want to know about it. But yeah, it's no. um, whatever's going on there is uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. And there's this there's this weird trend, and I get sucked into these games. It started like I wouldn't say that um, uh, Sid Meier's Pirates is an indie game at all, but it was <laughs> that was one of the games that I just used to play over and over again. And every now and then they seem to come out with like um, a fishing game where you're a little boat and you travel around in a boat and you go fishing and that's what you do. They did it with a game called Moonglow Bay and they've got yep. another game coming yes. out. Not, it's not the same company. You could argue that it's, um, you know, a potentially a knockoff of Moonglow Bay, but there's another game called um, Dredge, which is okay. like, you're a, you're, it's coming out at the end of the month. You're a little, okay. you're a little fishing boat, but in like an eldritch horror sort of world. So there's like <laughs> weird deep sea beasties, like stuff you'd see in Subnautica. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, um so i'm i'm a sucker for these these boat games um but yeah i I don't know i love an indie game i'm the same like i think most of my really positive experiences in the last few years have been indie games or have been games from a small team that are bringing back something so like you um there's a really cool video from abc gamer of all things on youtube about the 
the two people that created Unpacking. And uh, if you ever get to watch any videos on the team behind um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, it was part of the team that was also behind Streets of Rage 4. Like the mm. passion they put into these games and the thoughts they've they've done when they're creating the art to influence the decisions of how the game's going to go, just like screams of these people like what they're doing and they're, they're passionate about the game they're creating. And I think it's, yeah, it's not, it's not it's like that. a team like got their own bits and pieces to put together a finished product. It's yeah. like it's individuals crafting it together. I, I like, and that's, I, I yeah. totally, I, I actually, I played stray last year, that cat game. On mm. I thought it was great. Um, yeah, it was, it was very short. The kids love watching it. Um, there's just some beautiful little side things that you do. Like a, it, the world, the world was, you know, it's a, like a robot again, dystopian sort of future thing, but like just littered with little fun yeah, little Easter eggs here and there. I, I don't mind when like, you know, your, your main character seems to almost be as positive as uh, well, it's, it's just it's a cat. Positive, actually, yeah, it's a cat. It's not even like, a talking yeah. cat. It's just it's a cat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but there's a positivity in that. The cat's like yeah. just trying to make its way it's through like, the world, it's like and, killing everything yeah. or anything. It's just yeah, exactly. It's just trying to get back to its cat friends. Um, and it was yeah, it was a nice game, and you could see the love in it. I, I finished Stray in a single sitting. Um, oh wow! I, I it was not that long. It was like uh, six hours, I think. Six, wow. six, six five. I don't know. I just had a day off and i just was like okay i'll switch this on and then it was just it was over and i was like completely fine with that um yeah you just yeah you're just a cat (laughs) it's It's all it is there's nothing more else to say just a cat um Mm. and you get to do cat things uh and it you know there's a meow button um walk across the piano yep absolutely you get to be a jerk as well like a jerk like you know because cats are jerks and you get to knock books down off shelves for no reason and that, that was the appeal of untitled goose game you got to be a jerk as a goose. Yes. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Locking a that lot kid of, in the phone booth, the best. A lot of people, like, that was a well-known title, and a lot of people just went out who don't play games and bought Untitled Goose yeah. Game because of how... They how made a lot of money. Good on them. Good on them, exactly. Um, I've got a couple more things I want to talk about before we, we wrap up this fun that, that's been uh, catching up again because it's been so long. Yeah. Um, and I imagine there's a couple of things you'd like to talk about each as well. So I'm going to kick off with a negative one because I just want to get it out of the way before I talk about the fun stuff. Um, it wouldn't be a versus player podcast if I didn't mention Halo. So the new season started <laughs> earlier this week for Halo Infinite. And every time a new season starts, I come back in feeling all excited. And then I see the battle pass and it's like, what? Why? I don't care about anything in this battle pass. Why would you get me to spend money on something I don't care about? I don't care. There's, there's no cosmetics here that are even super exciting or interesting it's just and i don't want to be paying for cosmetics it's a halo game you should give me this stuff yep. built into the game or you earn it which was which was much more fun now mind you when they launched season three i think it is um they also gave us one of those free event p- battle passes that last for like a couple of weeks and i finished that in two days because yeah i still go in and play I, i'll go in and play and realistically i go and play for like three days and then i don't touch it again for like a month and a half two months so that's what i've done again and the new levels are nice like they're not horrible the the new game modes were kind of a bit of fun but i feel so detracted from it i just i truly think halo is dead and that's my you know, end of oh, winter almost. it's funny you say that though because i played a lot of halo last year i played halo infinite um, co-op with my son so I haven't I was done that on yet. the PC and he was on the Xbox and 
the game is beautiful in ultra wide. Like it, it's, I can never play it on my, my TV ever again. <laughs> um, I got to show you sometimes, John. It'll, it'll yeah. spoil Halo for Halo for you. That's a cool I'd game. Like to, I would like to play co-op with you guys because I actually haven't played the campaign since my initial mm. run through at all. Yeah. We never, and... we didn't finish it, but we we've played quite a bit of it. Um, and. I, I think it's yeah, it's a fun game. The physics stuff in that game with like some of the um things the what do you call those little things that you throw at the enemies? The bomb things, yeah, oh, the, the bomb yeah, things, yeah, whatever they're the, called. Um, they got a the, name. The power, the power cores or fusion cores or whatever. The fusion cores might be it. Yeah, yeah. just the the fun that you have with like grappling those and throwing them and just watching grunts fly yeah. in the air and what you can do with cutscenes as well, like how you can t- kind of team up in cutscenes before if you know a cutscene's coming. We uh. had some fun with that. Um, but yeah. The, I played a bit of Halo last year, John, and I can't believe it. I played yeah. no multiplayer, though. <laughs> yeah, and this is, I, I play multiplayer from time to time, and then, I, I don't know, it's just, it's, it doesn't give me the same warm and fuzzy as it used to. I don't get yeah. excited talking about Halo. That's makes me quite sad. Do you, do you think they just should give it a break for a while? What, what, what are your thoughts? Or would you rather they came out with a new game soon? Well, some interesting things came out in the last couple of months about the roadmap for Halo, and because Microsoft laid off uh, a few chunks out of 343, including mm. other parts of the business, it has mm. changed it all. So apparently they're shifting engines. They're going away from the sp- slip space engine, which is the engine that currently powers Infinite, and they're going to Unreal um, 5. Yeah. 5, yeah, which is a big admission of, hey, we're just going to switch to something that's easy to develop for. Um, and originally when they announced Infinite, they said there'll be no new Halo games for the next 10 years. They'll just keep adding to Infinite. So like there was... There was even some trademarks that were registered by them that look like might amount to nothing, but um, like one called Halo Endless, which by the sounds of it was going to be, you know, single player DLC that was going to add to Infinite and continue the story that they hinted at at the mm. end of Infinite. Um, Lord knows where that's going now. Um, I, I think they're they're trying to cut their losses and move on. But basically, Halo Infinite is going to have uh, some more seasons going forward, but it's not going to get any. It's not going to get any any more first person. Uh, like single player, single player stuff. Yeah. I just, I, I, the reception to this latest battle pass thing. I, I don't know. I thought this was it. I thought it was done after this. Like they're just. Cause I heard about the layoffs as well. I, I think it should go away for a while. Honestly, it's just, it's what a disaster of a launch it was. Like to just, yeah, not, not delay it and then say here is Halo Infinite as it should be. Maybe a year later, the same <laughs> game. But with, you know, and throwing couch co-op like you said you would, because that would have been a really nice yeah. thing at the very beginning. Even, yeah, we, we would have we would have played that um, yeah. together. I think it just needs a little break. Going to uh, Unreal, though, is good. Sorry, Jace. No, no, not at all. I just don't know what to do with first-person shooters as a whole anymore, right? Because, like, um, Doom did its own thing. It's Doom was like, great. It, Doom, Doom Eternal and... Yep. Was, it, was, it like, was that what it was called? Yeah. Oh, Doom um, and Doom Eternal. Yeah. Doom and Doom Eternal, right? It 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 re sort of worked how it was. It, it almost turned it into a rhythm game of sorts. It was all about moving as fast oh, yeah. as possible and yeah. killing enemies so that you got your health back, right? It's the sort and of rhythm I can play too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's you know, it, it was a good tweak and it made it feel exciting and the music the music added to it. But I mean, like first person shooters, um, Call of Duty's been following the same formula since Call of Duty 4, right? Call of Duty yep. 4 was their big one, made a lot of money, that perks and all that sort of stuff the multiplayer was awesome and they followed that since then they got to do i guess warzone which is you know battle royale and and i guess arguably that sort of copied um you know the likes of of fortnite and or even before that was what was that 
one that everybody loved? Oh, uh, PUBG. Was it, oh, PUBG. Um, PUBG, PUBG, right. Yeah, play, uh, sort of player Battlegrounds. On player Unknown no, no. Battlegrounds, yeah. Thank you. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, you know, and, and they did that. But, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, unless... I mean, Rainbow Six Vegas 2 was awesome and, and all that sort of stuff. I yeah. just don't know what... Titanfall 2 was brilliant. Titanfall 2 is another good example. See, yeah. I, I don't know. what Like, what's what's next? Like, what can they do now <laughs> that would make it... You know, they've done fast-paced. They've done the more slower, tactical, stealth-type but stuff. And I, think see, I would have been like happy to... if Halo was just more... Um, you know, just build the world a bit bigger. I mean, they had all these great set pieces. They completely ignored the characters from Halo Wars 2, despite the fact at the end of 5 and Halo Wars 2, they hinted at that the two stories were converging and the characters might get together. Like, hell, the Battle Pass is infinite. If you'd chucked in Jerome from Halo Wars 2, which was the, the main Spartan in there, I would have bought the Battle Pass in second flat, even if I hated the rest of the game. I just don't think they're thinking about... Yeah. Like you should be capturing the long-term fans, like yeah. keep them excited, and you're not doing that. Mm. I think with first-person shooters, though, they they like Doom is amazing. Like that whole you're always moving forward sort of thing in it. Like you, you if you're not on the offensive, you, you're dead. But like yeah. Titanfall was linear and it was varied. Like the stages were so diverse. Yeah. Like some were big and open, some were corridors. You're using a grappling hook. Like in Halo Infinite, I reckon I've used a grappling hook for however many hours we played. In the hour of gameplay of Halo Infinite, you use a grappling hook like a few hundred times, easy, because it's just you just keep on doing it to go forward faster, and that's that's, sure. that's it's it's just very repetitive. I think I, I prefer a first-person shooter that's quite linear, um, that has varied stages and environments and things. Um, I think most games we've we've said it a bit like with the Ubisoft effect of of things, you know, it's got to be lots of things to do and checkpoints and you know Halo Infinite like capture the bases and fobs or whatever they're called. Um, it's very much rinse and repeat to give content rather than here's something really tight and different and like there's a stage in Titanfall two. I'm just going to spoil it, but that the time. Stage, time mechanic was stage, fantastic. Man, yeah. oh man, that was just like one of the best stages in a game I've ever played. It was so unexpected. Yeah, that was and, and that was awesome. The best thing. And, they, yeah. and they did it, and then they didn't do it again, and it stuck yeah. with you. And that stage where you were like, I can't even remember what it was, but you were in this giant thing where things were getting built, like it was just enormous. The the, the space you were in, I think they were building like star, spaceships or buildings or something. Yeah. Um, and it was just so cool. And I haven't played that game for years. I only played it the one time through, but it's it's stuck with me. And how many first person shooters have I played since mm. that I have no recollection of anything besides. I just shot a lot of dudes. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's like recently with um, Deathloop. Like, mm. yeah, I, I, I was enjoying it, and then I just completely forgot about it. Yeah, mm. I couldn't, couldn't get yeah. into it. Yeah, and I wanted to like it. Mm. Had the interesting premise. It felt, you know, Bioshockish, but just didn't I, hold me. I have to say that that Arcane, the people that made Deathloop and Prey and Dishonored and and mm. so on, um, they've tapped into sort of it's an f it's still an fps but they've tapped into mm. i guess what you probably call like an immersive sim or something like that mm, um yeah the, the world the world reacts in certain ways and you can play a level again and again and uh, hitman hit, the hitman games the recent ones do that really really well mm. um but you can sort of you know play the same level multiple times over in very different ways and it does impact the the, the next part of the game i think arcane are doing some really interesting things uh, in in that space, uh, and they've got another game coming out soon. Uh, I can't remember what it is. It doesn't matter, anyway, but um, but they don't really do anything sort of multiplayer based from from what no. I've seen. Um, I don't know. Very little. I don't, it's not. 
the main part of the game. Yeah, yeah I don't really know that how they how you would even do. Like, I don't know what, how the multiplayer FPS space is, is really going to change all that much. I guess it's just, it seems to all be these sort of like hero shooters and stuff now, like Overwatch. Yeah. You know, it's, mm. you've got a cast of these. It, I mean, Call of Duty does it, right? Warzone does it. You've got a cast of these yeah. sort of characters and, and that's just how it works. There's just no, there's no GoldenEye sort of 007 for yeah. the modern age, I guess is what I'm trying to no. say. But there is a reason why Call of Duty is so successful and because the gameplay is just so tight. Like it, it, it just true. plays so mm. well. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I think just for any other company to try and compete with that, like Redfall, Redfall is the game made by Arcane, yeah. and that is multiplayer mm. actually. So maybe, yeah. maybe we've got some hope. Hopefully, there, we get to play that <laughs> together this year. That'll be fun. That'd be cool. That, that does look cool. It looks, it looks, yeah. It's, they, they, I'm, they, I'm getting uh, like a Borderlandsy sort of vibe to it, though. I think mm. in terms of like how you play it, like you, yeah, I don't know. It but seems you've got to like work together. Shooter. It seems like the, the arcane games. I was thinking what you were saying, Jace. It's like that you got to think when you play these games, you can't just switch your brain off. Um, we played that other, was a zombie game last year, which was like left for dead. Um, back, um, for, back blood. for blood. Yeah. And that was just like, whatever. Um, it was so forgettable. I couldn't even remember the mm. name of the game, but I'm um, seeing the Redfall stuff at the latest Xbox or the one before whatever yeah. it's called. They're, they're, they're conferency things. Um, it looks like you've got to think what you're doing. You've got to work together. You've got different powers. Um, it looks interesting. Yeah. All right. I'm going to flip the conversation entirely. Do it. I'm going to talk about board games. Oh, okay. But it does, tie, it does tie into something that we've been talking about. We've been talking about indie games, and one of my favorite indie games of all time has been Stardew Valley. And so <laughs> last you buy year... Stardew Valley board game? Well, here's the funny thing. I'm just going to... for. Everyone at home who's listening to us, you can't see me holding up the Stardew Valley board game box, and it's a big box. Um, That's huge. I didn't buy it. Yep. Um, M did. Yep. <laughs> so M loves Stardew Valley <laughs> almost as much as I do. Um, played multiplayer. We played multiplayer together on the Xbox, and you know, have almost completed everything. Got stuck on batteries. We're trying to create some bloody batteries to move forward. Um, and she bought the she pre-ordered the Stardew Valley board game back when we had money <laughs> six months ago. And it arrived. And we didn't touch it for another, you know, three, four months. And then yeah. we started playing it the last couple of months and um absolutely love it. It's a cooperative board game. So you work together to complete um grandpa's quests and the community center. And yeah. you've got a limited amount of time to do it. So it becomes so a mad rush. You can you can play up to four players um, okay. all, all working towards the same goal. So like you you start out by trying to figure out like where are you going to go this day? And your day is you've got two actions and one movement that you can do. So And you've got the map. And wherever you start your day, you can move to a location that follows on from that point, but you can't go to somewhere else on the map. So it, I spend most of my time in the mines trying to find the stuff. And spends most of the time fishing we both come home and water the plants or, you know, f- feed the, uh, the chooks once we bought them. Um, and it's a really fun game, but this is just this mad rush to like, oh my goodness, we haven't uncovered enough of the, you know, the stuff in the community center on, we haven't done enough of grandpa's uh, quests. And it sounds an awful lot like the video game. Yes, it does. <laughs> it, I've never had a board game that's distilled a video game so well. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah you is. might have sold me on it. How much does it cost, you know? <laughs> uh, I'll look it up and let you know. But, yeah, right. um, but really fun two-player game that probably takes, what is it, 40, M thinks 40 minutes. I think it's closer to an hour and a half. All right. 
somewhere between those two. It's figures. not the sort of game that gets left on your dining room table no. for a couple of weeks while you're trying to work through it. No, it's this mad dash of like trying to, because it, it keeps it short. Like the seasons, um, each season has four cards that you flip over mm. and um, then you play it a day. So essentially you're playing four days per season. Yeah. Um, and there's the four seasons. So you can get through it pretty quickly. And once you understand the rules, because the first time we sat down and started reading the rules, it's like, what the hell? But then you realize it's a pretty simple rhythm that it goes through and it's really dice roll luck or timing things to happen so that you can effectively do multiple things in one day um, yeah. and, and try and get as much done in one day. But then it depends on your luck throughout the game as well. That's awesome. So um, it's, it's really beautiful. And the artwork is clearly... Um, all inspired directly from the game. So they haven't gotten somebody else to do it. It looks like his artwork yeah, right. um, all the way through it. It's like they've taken all the guides and the books and just put it onto the board game. Does it have to be played with two players? You can play it by yourself. M actually did that one afternoon uh, when I was at work and beat the game. It was the first time she beat the game. Because oh, wow. uh, every time you play, it's a little different. Because the, yeah, the cards cool. that you'll reveal, you pick some randomly and they'll set up what your game's going to look like. Um, so there'll be different tasks that you got to try and complete, but um, yeah, re- really, really fun game, and even better when you put on in the background the soundtrack to the game, because then you just you're totally immersed. <laughs> oh, that's really cool, yeah. man. Yeah, do you reckon they're, they're going to make Stardew Valley too? Uh, he's he said that he's done the last major update for so Concerned Ape. Um, he did the last major update for Stardew Valley, which was one point five, but there might be some smaller updates in yeah. the future, and he's been working. Uh, for the last 18 months on a game called Haunted Chocolate uh, That's it, thank you. Yeah. Uh, which is set in the same universe as Stardew Valley, but a very different um, style of game apparently. But it took him four years to put out the first Stardew Valley release, yeah. so it's it's probably He learned how to make video away. games off that game, so like I guess yeah. now he's got the experience, right? He can, but whatever he releases the next that would uh, like he'd have to really blow it for it to not be successful. Like it, mm. it looks like Stardew to me um, and people yeah. just want more. So, um, and he's, cool. he's typically like the thing about the guy, Eric Barone is he's, he's pretty generous. Like he just releases stuff for free all the time. Mm. I don't think he's ever charged for any, for an update. any yeah. updates or deals. And a lot of the updates are a whole, it's a whole nother game almost in, in certain sections. Yeah. So oh, totally. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to haunted chocolates here. I just, yeah. Don't know when it's going to be done. No, I think, cool it's, uh, I think it's a couple of years away still. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, couldn't recommend it enough. Um, it goes for between, it looks like Stardew Valley is going for roughly uh, somewhere between the $75 to $100 mark. Yeah, right. Yeah. All games aren't cheap. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. But either but video when games. You, when you look at how much comes in the box, and like, I don't know if you noticed how much I had to heft that box. Yeah. Um, it was, um, yeah, I mean, like, you, you get your money's worth. It's a fun game. Cool, cool. Yeah. Good recommendation. Yeah. 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 Well, I think this has been a, the first podcast of 2023. <laughs> Welcome back, gents. Um, thanks to everyone who's uh, held on for the rather <laughs> large break we've had. Life really got in the way. Uh, and hopefully you'll hear from us again very soon. But this has been Versus Player. You can find us in the usual places that you find the podcast that you love. And uh, there's also links to it on our website that basically just takes you straight to the podcast. So we'll see you or hear from you all again soon. And again, while none of you ever really like doing it, if you feel like writing in, write into, you know, Joe, Jace or Jono at versusplayer.com and we'll definitely answer it in the next podcast, whenever that is. Thanks again, everyone. See you soon. Player.